That's nice of you. And now we're getting at 65% last year. We want to get back to 70, 80%, the highest level of probability with the Detroit Lion games. It might be the most overhead team in the NFL, but hey, you might have to go the other way. This is Far and game. away. <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you. Far and away. Might, we might be playing the other direction, exactly. <laughs> So what do you think, now? Yeah, um, you want to start out now? With our yeah, go ahead. We're going to start with the E. With, what team are we going to start off with now? Let's start off with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, how about them boys? We got uh, corporate governance. Nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis. We can see on CNBC, Bloomberg. They have to be on those platforms because they don't get organic referrals. They have to sell you something. People have gotten rich selling technical analysis. Fundamental analysis, the top tenant of it is corporate governance. So when you look at the corporate governance of the Dallas Cowboys, it's Jerry Jones. Now, Jerry Jones. Got refineries, you know, that's the refineries, you know, that's the 400 million, he turned it to 5 billion, but he's a control freak. He's a nepotism freak. That's why he hasn't won a Super Bowl in 25 years since Jimmy Johnson was there. But to get a little hype, he's got media contracts, whatever. He's the owner of the team, he's the president of the team, he's the general manager. His son is the assistant tournament. What happened? So you get over hype. We go the, the other way, and we make a lot of money. What do you think about the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Adrian Rob? And the season total this year for them is, so I have nine and a half. For those well, Vegas likes them to go to the playoffs. <laughs> so they, the, Vegas likes them being second to the Eagles in the East. Here's, you know, the thing that I think is interesting about the, how about them Cowboys, is that, you know, they're they're, 
it seems as though this team is maybe getting beyond the start having these injured stars. Okay, right. they still have Dak, but it seems like I think he's going to be healthy this year. I know that's a big statement, but if he's healthy now, they're not relying on a on a Elliot that was regularly injured. Right. They got Ceedee Lamb. I think offensively they're going to be fine as long as Dak is healthy. And on defense, Micah Parsons, I mean, I, I don't see why this team shouldn't have a decent year, especially in that division. What's their what's their over-under? I could see a nine or ten, ten win season out of them. What is it? Ten yeah. and a half? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the over, right? McCarthy's won a Super Bowl with a uh, with, uh, yeah. He's calling the plays now because Tom Moore is over there with Mel and her L.A. Chargers. So that's going to be a problem in the playoffs later on, late in the season. To get over 10 games in a 17-game season now, I think they're going to be fine. So I like the over uh, with Dallas and Mike McCarthy, control free. Now, the thing about Mark McCarthy is, what do you think about this thing, Gerard, about he, has, he lacks emotional control. So in pressure situations, he's a problem. Right? McCarthy, his uh, steps kid, he's in a basketball game, he gets mad at the ref, he follows the ref out to the parking lot and beats his ass and then throws him in the back. Adrian Robinson, we would be jail if he did that. He just had to pay a lot of money, right, uh, for the lawsuit, for the rep. So if he can, you know, pay for Well, let me tell you, there would be a civil case. Yeah, when push comes to shove, unfortunately, 95% of people can't pay. My wife's a psychotherapist. She's the expert, right? I can only give a first healthy. But, you know, can it's funny you bring this 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 off the field incident up because once upon a time I got a phone call from my brother-in-law who said, Hey, this bar owner, famous bar owner here in San Diego and restaurateur right. needs somebody to draft a contract or a contract, an agreement, a settlement agreement over a fight that just happened between a San Diego Charger, a famous San Diego Charger, right. and their bouncer at this famous nightclub in downtown right. San Diego. <laughs> and and he wanted to know if I could, he said, I told him you should talk to him. So I said, hey, it's a Saturday. I'm more than happy to come in, draft up a quick release, and then and, and, and take care of this. And so sure enough, I drafted that release that weekend. Got both parties to sign it. Good to go. No one ever found out. It never made the papers. Nice. And uh, and the hey. bouncer made a lot of money. Nice. And uh, and and I got twice the money that I asked for. Nice. So, wow. a very classy restaurant tour. Nice. And uh, same goes for the charger, who is an idiot. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so yeah, that's what ends up happening behind the scenes on those types of crazy ass incidents. If you're no, wondering, unbelievable. That's <laughs> great insight. You cannot get anywhere else. That's too long. 
So those, that, that's your Dallas Cowboys, right? They're in the East. Uh, I agree with you on the over. I'm just saying, as long as they're healthy, right. you just keep riding this one, I think. Right. So the next thing we'll look at, it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. And you're looking at how we rolled them. Okay. And you got to let me know what you think about these guys, right? I'm going to paint the picture of how we rolled the general manager. And Andrew Young has to deal with these type of guys all the time. So, Howie Roseman, one of those guys that has damage. His first thing, he neglected, right? He worked with us, he neglected the kids, he looked at his wife. And he got a guy that he thought was a, you know, he fires. I think it was Peterson after winning, you know, the Super Bowl, getting close to the Super Bowl. Uh, he hires Chip Kelly, right? And Chip Kelly is married to Jim Kelly. He's an old, fat gay man who, oh, you can't come out of the game. You can't put it back in the closet. And when I say something, it's like that, this show, this show is not actually saying that. This show is saying that there's innuendo only. Of course, he's going to get a problem. And now he has completion trophy, and everything worked out fine until he got to the Super Bowl. And they get uh, rolled in the Super Bowl. They lose both their coordinators. And Harvey Rosen is now in control. He has a new wife who understands that she's not going to see him until football uh, is over. Uh, I remember one year my wife said, uh, okay, I'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, no, Sunday night I'll have the iPad and we can watch the uh, Dexter. We watch the Lifetime movie and we still got the Sunday night game on the iPad. Because I can some thing is multi, but I can go back and forth between the Lifetime movie and, you know, in the Sunday night game, the Lifetime movie, you can kind of, you know, you're not really watching yet. I just saw the nice guy proving the nice guy by giving his wallet, the wallet back to the He shows he's a nice guy. You know, he's a divorce uh, doctor. He's not the divorce doctor. He's a widower on the Lifetime movie. So he's a nice guy. He didn't work the life. He's a widower with two nice kids. He's a doctor, and they get snowed in. Right. So I know the plot. So Howard Roseman married a wife that understands he's going to be away long periods of time. You know, he had two kids with the first one. He has a kid with the second one. The second one understands. And he's control of the whole thing. And Cedronic's basically a yes man. He staffs everybody. He controls everything. Now, the problem with this, you know what you guys think about this, is that everything is working until they hit a brick wall season, or uh, there's some sort of unexpected turmoil in town. So as long as the script is good, they're fine. Once they have to get off the script, you might have a problem. Now, the owner is uh, Jeffrey Lurie, who got rich with uh, movie theaters in Boston. And he's one of those guys that's always around, and he's on the plane, and that's how Chip 
Kelly got fired. One of the players sat next to Lurie on the plane and got uh, Corey Robinson fired. So when you meet those people, uh, uh, what are your thoughts? What do you mean? Well, Jeffrey Lurie, the most funniest. The funny part about Jeffrey Lurie is the whole thing with the gambling incident in Atlantic City. There's nothing as awesome about that. And the whole lawsuit, how he basically gambled. Sick, what did he lose? Six million or something. And he was hammered. And they were like dragging him to the table to put him down so he could blow some more money. It was unbelievable. So that just tells you all you ever need to know about the Eagles. Right. So, you know, yeah, exactly. So we, we give you information you don't get anywhere else, <laughs> especially with. Uh, Go on, Mel. Uh, what do you think, Mel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you lost me there. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to. Google Jeffrey Lurie, Lurie and L-U-R-I-E, and uh, Atlantic City, and uh, you'll find out. Uh, talk about a Lifetime movie right there. Okay. Writing that down. <laughs> this affects the betting line. This affects uh, a lot of information that you're not getting, right? That's why we're doing the podcast. And at 11.5, well, I love the under. Even waiting, I guess it's a week before the NFL season now. Uh, waiting for this to go to twelve, and for those reasons, I like it twelve. And that was my ninety-year-old dad calling up for twelve. He always says the same thing. Similar to the Lori story, guys. You know, you don't have to deal with these these guys. You know, you know, before she you know gets locked down, you have to deal with guys like this. Uh, the weatherman. I forgot where he was from. He was from Northeast City, from Detroit, uh, Philadelphia. You can look at my thing was, you know, New Jersey. Or rather Cleveland. So this weather guy is making 400 grand a year. He goes on vacation to Miami and he starts uh, he starts hanging out with these two Croatian uh, prostitutes. They give him that gets drunk and they steal his credit cards. And he had nine hundred thousand dollars for his credit card. Who had nine hundred thousand dollars? Oh my god! Of course, his wife finds out. Oh my yeah. goodness! And they're going through the divorce uh, thing, and they see all this deposit and checks from Home Depot, from Lowe's. I told you nothing happens in these storms. It's all Home Depot and Lowe's paying off weathermen to hype up. And get people to go and buy uh, water and this and that. So that's my dad with a storm in Florida. <laughs> so there's a storm in Florida. He's coming up with that story again. So we like the two <laughs> Eagles under the 12 because you're going to hit a brick wall with corporate money management, right? So Howie Rosen, without needing to, is doing the job of 15 people in that front office. He's going to burn out, and there's no way. I don't like to see if you're on it. Just to, I mean, you look at him, the measure of the man, whatever, you know, crying, crying before the Super Bowl. Oh, what's the head coach doing? He's getting final preparations, getting his play sheet calling before the people know it. He's in tears. And your offensive coordinator already has a job somewhere else, and you're not letting him call plays for the first – for the, yeah, 
you know, football is so regimented, right? There's so such a routine. I mean, I, I, they're, they're gonna. Here's a big, here's a big point on this: is that they're not gonna have the easy schedule. No, they're not gonna sneak up on people like they did the first half of the season. Uh, I, I mean, they have a lot of weapons on offense. They have a lot of weapons on defense. I mean, you know, Jalen Carter. Um, let's hope he doesn't pull a Jerome Brown. I think there's a lot of analogies there. Right. Um. You know, I, I, but I think loss, losing coordinator is a big deal. Sirianni, like, annoys referees. I, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I'm on the, I'm on the under on that if it's twelve. You know, it, you especially know, give, if you can get twelve and a half. I give him credit. He has a big contract. He got a lot of guaranteed money. Uh, Justin Fields did. However, he, he's still not proven he could read. Uh, he NFL. Defense with a sufficiency to win a Super Bowl, he's lost three championships. I give him credit for getting to the championship game, but long term, I mean, McNair's been the only quarterback I can remember long term who can run. Long term, he was a huge, massive man, huge size, and Fields is always hurt. I don't think he can make it a full season, he's never had made it a full season. Just running and you can't just run. And Lamar Jackson's gonna uh, face that this year. You can't just run. You get, sometimes you're gonna have to sit in the pocket and make a big play. And uh, your wide receiver from Alabama is not gonna be wide open. He's always had wide open receivers, right? He had, you know, NFL All Star team uh, wide receivers at Alabama, and then he had CD Lamb at Oklahoma. And now he's got you know, the uh, Alabama kid who Chad works out with. We get Chad on. Him. Dad loves now. Uh, I think I think know. another thing that's you know, Josh, I think another thing that's really interesting about the Philly is that you would expect them to be the favorite in the NFC. However, Vegas does not have them on the favor uh, to be the favorite in the NFC. It's so actually the night. I do. I'm with you. These are just these are just little hints to, I think you got to pick up on, to say, look, it looks think, like I it's going to be the under because. Let me before we go to election, you know, Agent Rob, man, we got amazing. Hey, you know what's the most expensive advice? <laughs> we got Agent Rob. This is so valuable. So, what do you think about this? Yeah. There's a high yeah. likelihood of the under by virtue of a three billion dollar handle in New Jersey to people bet blindly like a religion the Philadelphia total Philadelphia Eagles total What was that? You agree with this logic that as a result of a three billion dollar handle in New Jersey betting and you have all these betting blindly on the over religion like they're you know going to church or whatever they're saying I, I'm betting as a religion the over and if you ever seen uh silver lining playbook Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> okay I haven't of, seen it of, can you believe it I think it won the Academy Award I haven't seen it you know, what does that tell you? So it, it, in the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but the movie 
has a big, huge sports betting angle. And part of it is the religiosity concerning the Philadelphia Eagles. You know? And because of that religi- <laughs> you know, religiosity of the Philadelphia Eagles, there's a high likelihood of the under because they just have to take advantage of that. Right? That's just like biggest yeah. billion, a billion dollars in his pocket. <laughs> what did you say the line was? You said the line oh. you thought was 12? Yeah. I'm looking now. It looks like it's moved down to 11 and a half. 11 and a half. I still like the 11 and a half because Jalen Hurts is going to go against uh, better defensive coordinators and he's always good for two picks with uh, simple deep, basic defenses back there. Now with a little bit of sophistication, uh, you're going to see more picks, more pick sixes and putting that defense in a bad situation more often, especially on the road. I, I agree. I agree. I like. I still like the end or even an 11 and a half. So the next thing in that division we're going to look at is your New York Giants. We're going to we're going to have Adam Blake. Adam Blake is the beat writer for your Texas Longhorns. We did a really good Big 12 podcast. Oklahoma State over. Oklahoma State over the seven point five pick. I did Vanderbilt over three wins, and they won last last weekend, week zero. So I might have win that bet by the end of the, the end of the month. We got the SEC podcast that Mel helped me with, making you money, making ourselves money. So uh, you're looking at a uh, very interesting head coach. All right, you're looking at a very interesting head coach. Uh, he. Okay, we have the coach with Andy Reid. <laughs> Somebody's a motherfucker, apparently. Josh, you just uh, muted yourself. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you're both muted. There's, there's like three football monsters in here. Yeah. Yes, the Velti Mafia with Nick Staten in Alabama. They control that. <laughs> then you have the Andrew Reed Mock, right? Uh, Babel, I believe is his name. Fat, ball guy. Okay, coach is done. Coach with both Mafia teams. So he knows how to coach. He won a national title with Nick Staten in Alabama. So with, with corporate governance, when you have equal talent, it becomes a coach's game. So whoever the best coach is, right? Whoever the best coach is, they have an advantage. And when you're married 20 years and you get cursed out by your wife, you do good. <laughs> when they're quiet, when you have a talk. But that's another thing. Uh, the total on the Giants are... Seven and a half is what I see. Uh-huh. What was it, Josh? What do you What are you seeing? Josh, you're muted again. Josh, you're muted. Josh, you're muted. All right, I'll take over. 
seven and a half. Uh, seven and a half. What do you think? All right, so so I know a little bit about what's going on at the Giants for two reasons. I've had three trips to New York this past year. Secondly, uh, the Giants and the Lions had uh, inter-squad scrimmages uh, that first week. So the first teams got to play against each other. And um, the Lions kind of got the better of them. Daniel Jones in general, though, I think is not as bad as I had really thought. So, I, I man, the issue is going to be can they, can they, can they get Bark? Is what kind of performance is Barkley going to bring to the table? That's what I think. With all the issues and contracts and all that going on, what is he going to bring? Um, I think that's a that's a big thing. That's something that they talked a lot about in New York. Also, New York media, wow. When I was back there, I was stuck in traffic on the Van Wick heading to JFK. And uh, instead of talking about the uh, NHL playoffs and there was three teams in New York playing, they were talking about Daniel Jones. They love him back there. So will he step up and put this on the over? I don't know. It's a really good – It's a dangerous number that seven and a half um i kind of like the over to be honest with you josh you're muted <laughs> no, I, totally, I totally agree with that there he is it's one that i, that I would kind of totally stay away from because uh the management is too bad the mar family cares more about winning mars Film career in her uh, in the football team or the fans. I don't know for fans. The <laughs> gave like a a watered down diet coke for free for fans. <laughs> when you look at the corporate the Giants, the Mar family has been there forever. One of the original families. They really don't care about. Remind me of Hugh Polarhouse when he was the head coach of Tampa Bay and. Uh, he said that he preferred not to make a playoff so he can make a profit on his team consistently. And Hugh Kohlhausky is his mistress. Uh, $25 million each and gave his wife $10 million, the, the number one wife of the fourteen. The Marathon was basically the same. Basically the same thing. They do not stand on the team. Uh, I don't think they even fix the aperture that's gotten people hurt. The turf on the field. So, uh, seven and a half New York Giants, I would stay away from. And the last game we're going to look at is yeah, I think I think that Vegas is on. I agree with you, Josh. I think Vegas on the number on that one, and I think it's that's a crapshoot. That's a coin toss. Josh, you keep muting yourself, dude. That's funny. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Get them back. We'll we'll edit it so it sounds smooth. Uh, I love the Washington Commanders under. That's that's one that I already bet. And I will go way under on that. When I got it, it was under eight. Eight points. Eight wins. Eight wins for the Commanders. Now, you want to talk about the worst portion of governance of all. You know, it's down to six and a half right now. 
I'm still taking that. If you could get it at eight. I would, yeah, we would maybe. I don't see anything promising about this team at all. Nothing. The only thing I ever hear about them is they're going to try to trade Chase Young. That's all I ever hear from about, about them. <laughs> right. And then the whole thing is when he was for sale of the team. If you have to sell the team, everybody knows they're part of the team. And that's interesting. It's part of their prior. You got Ron Rivera, who has cognitive issues. Uh, you have White Peter, uh, Bellamy, the opposite coordinator. All right. Uh, there's no way. I, I just don't see anything so, redeeming no about what's going on there. Okay. Sounds good. I know. So what's the next thing we're gonna look at? Uh we're gonna look at the Cardinals. All right, so you're looking at Cardinals. Yeah. Very interesting. The bid well sold their last five and it'll be interesting when I even round things up. They sold their last five racetracks. They sold them to the Stride family, $3 billion Canadian family. Uh, now the head of CEO, the daughter, the Bill Clinton of all people. She was in the Canadian Parliament. Uh, the Roonies are the only ones to still own racetracks as NFL owners, original NFL owners. The Bidwell are a notoriously cheap family, a cheap family team. Those teams uh, do not pay for backups. Uh, they have very dysfunctional front offices. And we laughed last year because when a dysfunctional family uh, front office, the Tennessee Titans, when they fired the general manager, the Arizona general manager suddenly got sick. <laughs> if he, he knew he was getting fired. <laughs> so Arizona... Uh, the Cardinals are always a complete disaster. Can they get over four and a half wins? That's the type of team that you just stay away from because they're just too wild, too uh, too dysfunctional, and too unpredictable. You know, mm -hmm. family member that you you know will make the pot roast for Thanksgiving. You know they're gonna show up late. They run the pot roast. So they have to go to Honey Big Cam and <laughs> the whole So you can't predict the game in time for Thanksgiving. You can't predict anything in part. I just completely stay away from, from this. What do you think of your rock? I I I I am fascinated by their numbers. They're at plus nine eighty to make the playoffs. They are far and away the worst team odds-wise to yeah. Vegas. Right. The next closest one are the horrible Texans who are at 520. I mean, they feel <laughs> like they are twice as bad. Like, they are forecasting a horrific, horrific season for them, which 
it, it kind of scares me because I just feel like, wow, you know, they, you know, they still have a quarterback right. that can make things happen. It wasn't that long ago. They were in the playoffs. Right. Like, how did this team degrade this, this yeah. badly? And I, I'm a little scared. I almost feel like it's a setup. So I agree with you. I'd stay away. Yeah, in some teams historically, they're horribly bad because of marketing, have four built-in wins, right? Four built-in wins. And now you have an extra game you have in there. Uh, they're bringing in the uh, defensive coordinator of Philadelphia. Remember, he never was a defensive coordinator anywhere. He has an analytics guy. Uh, he's not going to have any backups. So this is a team we kind of bet early and go against them late because their backups and depth will deplete. And the Bidwells are not going to replenish. It could be a complete disaster though and go one because you gotta think uh a lot of these finance guys think it's a recession coming. They're not gonna invest in backups or yeah, it's not gonna be they didn't invest in a coach. They got the cheapest coach they could possibly be. A guy with one year coordinator. Never been a head coach ever. So it's almost like they're losing on purpose because they make more money not making the playoffs than making. Man, they're, they're seven point yeah, dogs at the Commanders this week, <laughs> opening day. Like seven point dogs to the worst franchise <laughs> in the NFL. Right. Wow. I mean, it's it's crazy. I haven't even looked at their schedule. I mean, I'm curious to. I mean, they have to obviously obviously have a fifth place schedule. I man, I don't know. I I, I just I'm staying away. I agree. Yeah, and you know they had Clinkberry. I just feel like it's a trap. Something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I stay away from them. It's a hard-earned money. So if you don't have a clear edge, stay away. All right. What's the next thing we're going to have now? Uh, the Rams. John McVay, uh, he's your corporate governance with Sneed. Again, another cheap owner. He's the owner. Um, he's not the owner. He married into the Walton family that owns Walmart. And Walmart, by definition, by corporate strategy, is low labor cost. He spent money to win the Super Bowl because they had a new stadium. But now he's not spending. Now, McVeigh shot in a barn. So when I saw McVeigh at training camp, he always looked at the violent. And he really looked terrified and scared. And now he has to really outplay people on every place. Stafford looked good, though. Stafford, the best I've seen in the training as far as his body goes. But what does he have around him, right? His offensive line is not a bit an offensive line they didn't pay for. The front line is going to be fine, but once somebody gets hurt, they're going to be in trouble. Rocky Morris, probably one of the smartest coordinators in the NFL. Too high safety, but he doesn't have all the horses he's had in the past. He's going to have to break in new players. Um, the season total for them is... Season total for the Rams. Yeah, season total for the Rams is six and a half. 6.5. So I like a clear over. Jason. Mm-hmm. Smart young kid. He he he's good for eight and nine. What do you think of Gerard? How's Cubs health? 
Six and a half. What do he you have for the odd checker? No, I'm saying how is how is Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup is hurt. Himself. He and he's always a small guy to begin with, so he's always going to be hurt. What Cooper Cup's job is, and kudos to uh, McVeigh that he did he does it from the draft, right from having an interview with a head coach and the GM. He says, "I'm going to draft a smart wide receiver." And his job is to help the quarterback read the defense. So Stafford, where the quarterback isn't there by themselves. So Stafford goes to the line. Cooper lines up left or right. He reads the defense where the safety is, where the middle linebacker is, and he'll communicate with Stafford and shift. Not necessarily the ball's going to go to the top, but he's going to tell him what type of defense they're in and kind of facilitate the play call. And so he's a really bright guy. So even though he's hurt, he has value, but he's not going to be deep anytime soon. Uh, and he's not going to be val as valuable as he would have been if he didn't have all these injuries. And when I saw him walking around, you look at him, he's not right. He reminded me of Gurley. That one year Gurley was around the summer training camp. And right. I, you know, there's no, I mean, he could play, but his leg isn't right. He's walking with a limp, you know. I saw him with jeans on, walking with a limp. I'm like, this guy's playing? Yeah, they're not playing the whole year, but again, at the end. And that's the thing you look at the NFL, right? Is for uh, in civil court, right? For Adrian Roberts, it's preponderance of the evidence, right? More likely than not. So with all things being equal, more likely than not, it's how you kind of make the decision. Because all these guys are good, right? Even the work seems to be weak. So you got to look at the situation, uh, the circumstances of so all things being equal, uh, Cup, even though he still has value, it's not going to be the Cup we saw that Super Bowl winning season for the Rams. But six right. and a half, that's kind of low. And I think yeah, let, okay. So my boy, my boy Stafford basically took a year off right. to heal. If you recall, he did that before he came to the Rams. Right. You know, he had broken back. He was hurt for three years in a row. Literally played with like allegedly broken spine bones. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> all these compression fractures and all this. And he supposedly played through it with a lot of different injuries. And the guy's a tough guy. He'll play through all that. Took a year off basically last year. So he's going to be, if you say he was healthy in camp right now, He's gonna go quite a long time. Right. I I think taking a year off like that, I think six and a half is really low. I would have thought it was gonna be like eight and a half. Um, it was an obvious ab you know abomination of injuries last year with Cup and Stafford going out, and I just think that it was you know the last season was a throwaway, and I'm happy for it because we ended up getting their sixth pick, um, but. This year, I see a bounce back, and I think six and a half, like you said, is really low. Six and a half is really low. And, and they got two wins against the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Right out of the <laughs> shoot. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, McVay's a smarter guy than Pete Carroll. Uh, a younger guy than Pete Carroll, not smarter, but younger. Uh, I like that age. And the fact that uh, NFL needs the LA market, especially if there is a recession going on. Uh, cable going down, going to linear streaming. Uh, the NFL needs the LA teams to win. 
It was means good news from Mel with her LA Chargers. <laughs> By the way, I also like I also like the Rams at point uh, plus two eighty five to make the playoffs. Oh, that's that's huge. good value right there. Three to one to make the playoffs. That's good. That's good value. That's enormous value. Adrian Rob making us money plus two eighty five with Gorelli Rams to make the playoffs at nine and eight. That's what I think they're going to be. They're going to be nine and eight. Yeah, well, I, I agree. They're going to be right there. You know, when you start looking at these teams that are, you know, we're going to talk about some more of them. But so far, you know, out of the other conference, I'm really only getting excited about the two biggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one team's horrible. And then we just said the Giants, who the hell knows what they're going to mm-hmm. do as usual. <laughs> so we'll keep talking about it. But I got a feeling, I mean, I think that those six and seven spots are going to be really wide open in the NFC this year. Well, 100%, 100%. That's what the NFL wants. To keep people engaged, you know, till late in the season. Right. What's the next team we're going to look at now? Uh, oh, 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 my uh, old team, <laughs> the 49ers. <laughs> the 49ers. When you look at the 49ers corporate governance, you look at Lynch, Stanford, Grass. I think his dad owned the Mighty Tonight in the past. And I think that's where Adrian Roberts was pretty, you know, that was doing the Tampa Bay. He did. He did. Making money in Tampa Bay again. Uh, his dad was the one that really was the, his dad was the one who really started sports radio here oh, yeah. in San Diego. There was no sports radio before that. No. It's fascinating concept to think that that's something that just happened in the mid 80s. Uh, real smart guy making seven point five million a year. Shanahan making um, six million dollars a year. They're big time into nepotism, so everything goes fine until the end. So he, he loses in the Super Bowl, loses Garoppolo. Uh, he's going with Purdy, with uh, a friend of the podcast. Don Benson knows the whole Purdy family. He was mystery relevant. Seventh round draft pick, and now he's the starting quarterback. He gets him into the right, right play. He wants Shanahan is a he comes out of that Andy Reid Moxley family, but his dad went two Super Bowls, Mike Shanahan. Uh, he was on that famous, I think, 2002, 2005. Well, actually, was, I think it might have been 2007. Uh, Tampa Bay staff was Bruden. Bruden had Shanahan, had McVay, had Raheem Morris, had um, Gus Bradley, had all those guys on that staff. Uh, he believes that he can run the ball on every play. So whatever defense you're in, it's just the wrong defense, he has to run it for it. But last year, that only worked all the way until the NFC Championship. In San Francisco, you got to win Super Bowl. Also, Similar to Philadelphia, San Francisco has a huge team base. They're just best lining up with Silicon Valley guys with all the venture capital money. Bid a million dollars on San Francisco every week, regardless of the line. And they win what? 50% of the time they're half. For us, we look to go the other way when you see value. So it's 10 and a half San Francisco. They keep things to the close to the best early in the season. Salesmen think short term. Businessmen and women think long term. 
long-term thinking is higher level. So high, you know, intellect guys like Lynch, Stanford, Brad, uh, it's too much of a wild card early in the season where they play vanilla, which they can win if they get turnovers, but they're good late in the season. Ten and a half, I think, seems about right. I don't see an edge in that. What do you think, uh, Ethan Robbins? So I think in this one, you got to take a look at what is Vegas looking at with the bigger picture with who's yeah. going to, who's going to make the playoffs. When you look at who makes playoffs, they've got the Niners as the favorite in the NFC. They are the favorite over the Eagles even. So they're the absolute favorite to win the NFC. If they're going to win the NFC, they're going to have at least 11 wins. So, Eleven and it's eleven and six, not eleven and five anymore. Now it's eleven right. and six. That's very doable. My concern is with not really having a quarterback. You got Purdy coming back from injury. They traded the disaster pick of of Lance. Finally, at least they got him out of there, so the beat writers aren't going to keep asking questions and writing articles about him every week. I'm just concerned about the injury situation with Purdy coming back. That's that's really the only thing I'm concerned about with this team. Otherwise, I think they carry 11, no problem. And defense being on the field all, all year last year, coming back this year. I mean, that's the way Lynch won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, but it's a little in the past to die in the past. And I think they're just too depleted in the passing game for you to put your heart on a month over 10 and a half, 11. Not a clear answer, like yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never really wild about going, given, you know, going for that kind of large number. So in general, I would stay away from it. But I, I but the th thinking is, if they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC, they're going to have at least eleven wins. Right. Again, last thing we're going to look at is your Seattle. Over nine minutes, you got Pete Carroll, right? So if you live in the past, you die in the past. Pete Carroll says, win forever. And I got to meet a grand training camp, Yogi Rockefeller, win forever. Kind of good book if you want to be motivated for a month. Really good motivational sales books or whatever. You get four months. This is a one-month book. And what's up? Pete Carroll. And he said in the book that he's never going to change. Time change. Right? So he has that. Uh, Two shell high defense, so the Tampa two coverage. Not a defense, it's a coverage. He wants to get fast defensive alignment to get off the field, kind of flood the running game. But once you can run, you will score on Seattle. It's the same thing. I don't know if Dino Smith can repeat what he did last year, but a nine and eight, that's what I would have put the running game in. Seattle's going to be a nine and eight middling type of team. They're going to get the call at home. The 12th man, but I don't see a big value in nine months. What do you think of your That Geno Smith is never going to do be throwing like 72% for the first half of the season yeah. again. Never going to happen again. As such, exactly what you're saying. They're middling. We're back into that whole thing with the Rams. These are, this is a team that's going to be fighting for six, seven spot. I don't see how this team, and, and I don't know what, what, what numbers do you see? I see here that right now, depending on if you shop around right. and how you feel on it, you can either get eight and a half or you can even get nine. So maybe you get a push out of it. Right. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, that's a lot. 
That's a lot of games. I, I think Vegas on the money on this one. Yeah. I don't like it. So we're making you money, right? Yeah, clear it for the Rams. For the rest of the podcast, I'm going to bet Rams over six and a half. Love that. I already bet the Commanders. I got the Commanders. Oh. Now the Commanders are way down there, but I'll still bet them. Those are ones you have a real clear edge. There's high probability of making money. I, I agree 100%. Those money. are the two that stick out the most. Yeah. What's the next team we're going to have now? Uh, the Bears. Let's go south first. Let's go south. Let's go Let's south go. before we do the north. Let's go to the three. Oh, oh God. And a team so that we can... a lot of money on last year was your Atlanta Falcons. They covered a lot. They yes. had a good winning game with Arthur Archer Smith. And it was only four. Now, eight and a half. I think Vegas saw that. I think you got to go the other way. You got to go under. Again, very cheap franchise. Arthur Blank made the classic mistake. Mel, what do you think about guys like this, like this artist? They're going to paint you the portrait of Arthur. He is, I think, the original owner of Home Depot. He's married for 30 years, and then he marries a chick 40 years younger. And she took him to the cleaners. And now the poor guy is broke. He can't spend any money on his players. Uh, his kids are going crazy, fighting the wife. He wanted to take the team. He had really sharp lawyers. Uh, he got some money in front, and that's what the team. There's still no litigation. What's your opinion? I mean, karma's a, a B-I-T-C-H, and you get what you pay for sometimes, and he made his bed, and now he's got a lie in it. So, I mean, kind of, he kind of dug his own grave there. <laughs> and, and, and the Atlanta Falcons fans going to have to suffer because he can't pay for backup. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Check the article. But there, there was well, the people from the estate and you know and the, the work negotiation uh, came for backup players came came up. <laughs> You know, not one of the teams that back players. So the, uh, the total team that I have, this is kind of team that you get early, but, but against them late. Mm-hmm. They have a depleted roster. They had Marcus Mario. They have a rookie now in his second in his second year, right? Uh, so Josh muted. Yeah. So. Uh, I would say under eight and a half uh, wins for the line. What do you think? Okay. Wrong. I think that's uh, look. I I I I like Ritter, um, and I like the Bijan Robinson pick. Yeah. I like Drake London. Um, I think offensively they're not. That's not really the problem. I think their problem is the fact that they went out and they're starting. CB1 is Jeff Okuda. <laughs> I they're gonna give up some points. That's all there is gonna they're gonna give up some points. They're gonna score some points, they're gonna give up some points, and that equals middling. And Vegas knows that. And you know, like you said before, last year at four and a half, that's a that's 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 a achievable number. 
This Man. eight and a half is a lot. Eight and a half, we just said nine's gonna make you playoffs. Right. Is Atlanta gonna make I, I just don't I don't man, I, I don't oh, like yeah. this one. And I don't <laughs> like them being under I don't think it's a lot going under. I think it's kind of they're just gonna be this team that's gonna Borderline. be moving around with the Rams. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. And when you give I don't, I don't like it. Guy, yeah, when you get fired to an offensive guy. You're looking at corporate governance again. You make a lot of money with that, right? So with Atlanta, uh, over four, we know that an NFL team usually has four built-in wins. So now you have an extra game. So there's a lot of value there. You knew they were going to win like six. Uh, this year, it's the other way around. Yeah. The Arthur Smith, the head coach, is an offensive guy. So is he pragmatic like Andy Reid, who brings in Spagnuolo, who went to – Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator, and when they're in a meeting, you know, team, you know, do, are we going to get in a shootout this week, or are we going to play close to the death, run the ball, run clock, and give the defense, uh, protect the defense, right? They know might win an argument, then read. Uh, nobody's winning arguments with uh, Arthur Smith as by as coach as uh, Adrian Rob uh, pointed out. The defense is not what you so, under eight and a half, you're a lot of time. What's the next thing we're going to look at in the dirty south? Uh, no, Carolina? Carolina Panthers. I love yes. Frank Wright. So, Philip, no last, Philip Rivers, with nothing left. And he took the Colts with a crackhead owner. Now, if I got found <laughs> this car, with a pound of cocaine and 30,000 ecstasy pills and a hooker who overdosed and took her to the hospital, then you take out of the out of the house and when she dies, I would be in jail for 30 years. Nothing happened to her. Yeah. Frank Wright took him to the playoffs under those circumstances. Now, he, he he's used to dealing with maniac uh, owners. So now he has David Tepper, with the uh, owner of Headstone, he has a family firm now. He put a billion dollars in his estate and two billion dollars to buy the Panthers. I made a lot of money off the Panthers because analytics is not worth in football. Works in baseball, works a little bit in basketball, but football doesn't work because what you do, and you do in sports betting and in decision science, you learn variables and co-variables to ensure your Right. So, in football, and I got lucky, uh, client who has a Super Bowl ring, no, actually has a World Series ring with San Luis Cardinals, will not take football because pure math, she would say, she said to me, in one play, there's about 60 people who can determine the outcome of that. And I would think of Houston, uh, when they had that big lead at Kansas City, middle of the second quarter, where the kicker of all people reads the wrong signal, starts taking up running with that <laughs> And they have a 26-point lead, and they end up blowing the game. That shows you how many variables exist in football. Highest level of probability is 80%. Anybody tells you there's a lot. No such thing as a lot. There's only a probability up to 80%. Right? 
Frank Wright has done a great job over there with uh, working with the head, the general manager and owner team, David Tepper. They have a plan in place. I think they're going to have a good first year, and they're going to be like the Rams, really, with you know smart offenses type guys. They're going to be around eight to nine wins. So I see a lot in a bad division, really. And basically, I'm predicting him to outcoach Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I like already that the Panthers over seven and a half. What do you think, Adrian? This is another. I, I just feel like okay. Look, the opener. They're at Atlanta. Spreads yeah. three and a half. Atlanta's favorite at home. Okay, you get a five point bump for being at home. What do I get here? I get the same thing we just talked about with Atlanta. I don't know. Rookie quarterback? Or is Andy Dalton going to get just take over it? Um, I, I don't know. They got DJ Shark from a, from Detroit, who I think is hurt already again. Uh, you know, I get a lot of uh, – look, we just played them, but we didn't play anybody. Right. Um, I was just going to look that up right now to see – how long did they keep the starters in? I Because th- I, I thought they played a little bit. I know Thielen was out there um, I, for sure playing because I saw CJ GJ talking a lot of smack to him from the sidelines in his street clothes. <laughs> and Thielen's jawed at him. And CJ's just going on talking all kinds of smack. It literally in his sweats because, you know, we didn't play anybody. In any of the games, we have, we didn't play any starters in any game. So um, the only thing you can take away from the Lions is that you know what you got out of the practices, which we'll talk about. But we didn't have any, we didn't do uh, scrimmages against the Panthers, so I don't have any insight like I did against the, the Giants. Um, trying to take a quick look here, I'm just curious to see who they who they ran out. I believe they played their starters like in the first quarter. Uh, yeah, Bryce Young went seven to twelve. I'm pretty against sure against our backups. Right. Well, Bryce Young, um, Andy Dalton. Bryce Young. Andy Dalton went six, and Andy Dalton went six of eleven for sixty with a pick, well, and Bryce Young went seven to twelve for seventy-three yards and a touchdown. Right. Against literally our backups because we did not play any starters. There was he did not want any injuries, and um, I don't know. I'm not real excited about this Carolina team at all. Well, the thing about Frank, you know, maybe it's just me. Frank Frank could get any if he get Philip Rivers into the playoffs, he get any. I, I love Frank Reich. Hey, big Charger guy, Frank Reich. He was here for how long as offensive coordinator? A number of years when I was season ticket holder. Great guy. Great offensive mind. I don't think he's I don't think they have the talent yet that he wants. I don't think he's got the depth. We'll see. We'll see. He's been trained to be a pro quarterback since the early years in high school. He's had uh to coach NFL quarterback at the high school coach because the five star you get that money against the state in Alabama. Against the state at Alabama, going against professional players. Now he's with Frank Wright. I think he's going to play in the right place. 
you have a bunch of uh that I mean that is the factory factor in, right? I mean the Giants, you know, have two tough teams there. They have four tough games. Right. I mean, they're both they, these are uh, these are two teams that right now Vegas is looking and staying at seven and a half wins each, right? Right. So do you like the Giants more going over? Or do you like the Panthers going over? I mean, when you factor in schedules, Panthers have a weaker division. So you have six games that are weaker than the six games that the Giants are going to face. Right. Giants, I think, are better. Um, I, I'm just really concerned about the quarterback situation at Carolina. And uh, we'll see how that progresses and is out. I don't know. Seven and a half, I can see six, seven wins missing out on the playoffs. Or you can see them, you know, maybe the light bulb goes on for Bryce Young and they go seven, eight, nine. And maybe they're in the hunt. And, and that's what I'm thinking. They're, they're going to get like eight wins, eight, nine wins, a middle of the team, but it's going to be over six and a half. Is it six and a half? I got, I see seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I would go over seven and a half. I got a six and a half months ago. All right. Soon. It's good to see that the number is going that direction because that's showing you what where the money's going. Right. Next What's the next thing we're going to look at now? New Orleans. Saints. New Orleans Saints. Funny. Same situation. You can't believe that. She married uh, uh, I forgot his name, but I was going to mention the best old dude. He was 40 years younger and just playing his whole first family. <laughs> he's getting more money than the original wife and the kid and the team. So she's now the owner of the team. Again, Jeff Allen, has he ever made the playoffs? What, you got to love guys like Jeff Allen. He fails forward. He goes. <laughs> Every team sees a head coach up, they get killed, they never make the playoffs. Uh, the the offensive coordinator was the offensive coordinator was Sean Payne, 13 years. Sean Payne never let him call plays. So last year was the first year he was allowed to call plays, and man, they didn't make it. Uh, I don't think Dan Allen against Chief Team, but he's basically the general manager. It's hard to do two jobs at the same time or three jobs at the same time. At a high level, uh, so this the total is nine and a half. What do you think, Adrian? Um, right now, Vegas has them as the number four team in the NFC. Um, yeah. What you know, they're opening the year without Kamara for three games. Um, that's that's never a good start. Um. Derek Carr, though, can throw it. And, and then when he gets injured, Jameis Winston can come in and he can throw it. You know, four four touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, I, You know, I, I don't know with this team. It's kind of a weird team, yeah, right? Team, right? So emotion. A lot of wins. Nine and a half wins. A lot of wins. When you make decisions on emotion, you're uh, – I can't say that word anymore. You're mentally challenged. And you make really stupid <laughs> decisions where you allow yourself to be emotional. 
So uh, have you watched Mel uh, Winston play? You know James Winston. 95% of people cannot change. When he was in college at Florida State, he raped a girl, and he used to go to the grocery store, store and steal. He gets into the NFL, and he has impulse control issues. And we bet against that, and that's why he has 30 interceptions in a game. But again, he's not a starting quarterback in New Orleans. And you got Alvin Kamara, NFL player, might be going to a casino and getting in a fight and punching him. Mel, can guys like this change? No. I mean, only they can want to change. But other than that, I mean, hard work to change, and you need to do hard work with a yeah, with a it's my wife who's a therapist. Yeah, they have to want to change, and it's it's a lot of hard work to have that want. So it's a vicious cycle to get it out. And the of, of our work, which is our heart on the tech podcast on Tuesday, where we we are such a professional, where we brutalize ourselves in the decisions we made, you know, previous weeks on games. So based on things too much of a wild card, I like uh, the under with New Orleans. Under, okay. I see New Orleans being, in, I don't know, I could see them going 10 and 7. I, 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 There's no clear edge on that, yeah. I, I'm in that same boat with all these middling teams. Like, man, I'm not, a, I'm not super hyped. A lot of people love the Saints down there with this, you know, and I think a lot of that is just based on the fact that the division sucks. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think they're all going to knock each other off on the road. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't see a clear-cut leader out of that whole group. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of 7 and 8. I mean, uh, 7 and 10, 10. Between 7 and 10 and 10 and 7, between any one of those could go either way. Right. There's no clear edge. So when there's no clear edge, you don't put in your earned money on it. Right? So you, you leave that alone. Right? They have family members. You bet on them when they are on time for Thanksgiving Day. This is the next thing we're going to do. Derek Carr. I mean, this is just another – this Saints with Derek Carr now is just another Raider team to me. It's the same type of thing. You don't know what the hell this team's going to do. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a chance they could go and go ten and seven and make the playoffs, win the division, and there's a chance that team could just hammer it and go five and twelve. Kamara missing the first three games though is ugly. Yeah, New York, Chicago, when they're at home, they might have a slight edge on the cost of marketing. New Orleans is a fifty-one mark, fifty-first market, so you're not going to get that. They have a low per capita income. That means that a large percentage of the population is not having as many as you might head into a All right, what's the next yeah. thing we look at, no? The Buccaneers. Good old Buccaneers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to start it, but, uh, giving out Tampa Bay Buccaneer picks. If you live in Tampa, which I did for 20 years, the season used to deteriorate until... You only watch the spin on the game. And the Florida second half. So we have 80%, close to 80% teams to play Florida teams in the second half. You bet the second half long. Now, if you try to do that tomorrow night, now 
when Penn State goes to you can't finish University in Orlando, it's just they're going to have a game because of the hurricane. We usually going to be 100% humidity, 90% heat melt with pads on, with a helmet on. It's impossible, especially if you're from the north, they're not used to it. So that gives me yeah. a little bit of an edge. Todd Bowles, six wins. Baker Mayfield does not fit a Todd Bowles conservative. Let's win the game with runs because he's good for a couple turnovers. He's good maybe if you get a blowout call. I mean, a shootout all the time, but not the type of game that Todd. So I think it's going to be exactly how it's cheap ownership group. The so they're not going to pay for backups. They don't have, you know, because they don't have Brady anymore. They're kind of like the Rams, where they made a rush to the Super Bowl, and you wouldn't know more about this than I do. So let me know. What do you think about the Glaciers? They uh, were forced to sell out of Manchester United, and they invested in the Bucks with the Manchester United fans are very, very. Uh, oh, they hate them. Yeah. They hate. They hate the Glazers. Must be, you know, they're they're. They really are big, big, big animosity the, going on there. There's uh, four built-in wins. Uh, they have a competitive advantage at home uh, because of the weather. When you look at those September games, uh, Chicago comes over. So uh, Philadelphia goes over. So you, you might look at Tampa Bay throw the spread in those games. But then late in the season, New Orleans at Carolina, Jacksonville, usually their defense, and Todd Bowles wants to protect the defense, keep them on the field, but the defense is going to be depleted late in the season. Tampa Bay is better early for them and against them late. At six and a half wins, do you see those seven wins in there to major round? Wow. That's a, that's a good question. I mean, you know what's funny is like – Vegas has them as the second worst team, even behind the commanders, um, in the NFC. I think that's a little bit of a I, I, man. I, because, I, mean, I, I think they're box. better than that. Yeah. But then again, I would have expected this number to be five and a half, not six and a half. Right. Right. I mean, the Cardinals are at four and a half, and then boom, there's the next bump to those next level teams, the Commanders and and uh, and the Bucks, and they're at six and a half. Now I'm like, well, I could see them getting to six, right. uh, and now I'm like, do they see them getting to seven? I don't know if I see that. Now, do I feel like, oh, this is an easy under? I don't really feel that either. I know it's a little bit of a cop-out, but I, I'm not really mm-hmm. excited about that number. Yeah. The, like, October, I call them global warming. Like, October 15, because I guess the Earth is getting more potential, right? You feel it more in Tampa Bay. Uh, the October 15, when Detroit comes there, a dome team, you're going to have big problems with that. Because now, October 15, it's the day my dad used to turn the air conditioning off. <laughs> he's going to leave it on because the global warming is still going to be 85, 80% humidity. Uh, Detroit players, whoever plays the thing, are not going to be able to breathe 
out of their helmets. Yeah, I know I go to USF, you can't bet on USF games. I can't because that's where I went to school. Do not bet your own team. However, the little birdies have told me that if the opposing team doesn't have 20 fans, if they have 10, there's no way they're going to win that game. So I'm getting all these texts. Oh, there's only 15. You're putting the only practice team. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. I'm going to bet them, but people are like, oh, come on, Josh. I know you're not going to bet them, but what are you thinking about the USF team? You know, and I text him back, uh, the opposing team only brought 15 fans, and they're probably going to lose. And so, Detroit's going to have a problem with that. In games like that, where they have this huge competitive advantage, uh, Chicago, right? Uh, Detroit. Tennessee, that's four. So that's four. That's your four built-in games. So they have it already. <laughs> There's no clear edge because they have a bad offensive line, but you think they're going to roll out Baker Mayfield. You know, to kind of mitigate the fact that they're also going to get You know, and, and here's, here's an interesting thing that I heard about uh, yesterday. I think it was the talk. It might have been today. No, it was yesterday. That allegedly somebody leaked out that the Lions were talking with the Buccaneers about trying to get Mike Evans, and then Mike Evans was on the block. The fact that their best offensive weapon is on the block is a bad preview to what is going on in the locker room and what's going to end up happening this season. I'm I'm not really excited about hearing that kind of thing. Yeah, that's the fire sale. It means, it means, yeah. It means we're gonna play for a pick, right. right? Right. I mean, I like Baker Mayfield, and I and I think he can be a control the ball kind of kind of quarterback. But I'm just saying the big picture is a little scoop. So, right. This is men and women think long term, long term with a recession coming in, being counter counters like the Blazers are. Long term future of Tampa Bay does not look good. So there's no clear edge, but if you have to bet, when you see it go to seven, go the other. Go yeah. the other, you can't debate fucking ears. But bet them in the second half. Especially if they're getting blown out in the second half. Uh, why get your players killed and hurt for the rest of the season playing in uh, inhabitable, inhospitable, inhospitable Hey Josh, let me take a sixty seconds sure. before we break to the four, to the north. All right, very good. We're gonna take a sixty second break. <laughs> All right, now which is our next division we're gonna look at? We're gonna look at the black and blue, <laughs> the north. Chicago, let's look at uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, this is Adrian wheelhouse, uh, close to 70% two years ago in the mid 60s. Last year, mm-hmm. 52.5% is break even, 59% equal to Vegas, the sports better. We're north of that. Thank you, Adrian Rock, for making us a lot of money. Uh, what's the first thing? Thank you, you thank at? you, Vegas, for not, not, <laughs> not jumping on board with the uh. 
the uh, the the kneecap biters. Um, <laughs> the bears are interesting. The bears are interesting. Yeah. Uh, because Justin Fields is interesting. Right. Um, the guy is an amazing running back. Um, the problem for the bears is that this type of a running back quarterback. Right. So running back first before a quarterback. And the problem becomes at the end of a game at the two minute drill. If you're needing that two minute drill to succeed, the guy's whole success during the game has been popping off a 70 yard, a 30 yard, 40 yard run. That's not going to work in a two minute drill. And now you're relying on him to all of a sudden step back and be Warren moon. And that's not going to happen. And that's where I think the bears are going to have problems at the end of games. They're not going to come in and try to nick a game with a last minute field goal because it's just not how their offense is structured. So what's their number? That's the question. I haven't even looked. 7.5. Again, again, I think uh, Vegas did a good job as far as that could go either way. I don't like running quarterbacks, running back quarterbacks because they always get hurt. He got hurt last year. Overfuss, first time head coach. I like him a lot as a coach like D ball, where you know, when it's even talent as a coach, he'll win. But he's making the mistake Arthur Smith is making, the mistake that uh Andrew Reed doesn't make. He's a defensive guy. He shouldn't meddle with the offense. Right off the bat, he said he was gonna learn. Uh, be an offensive line coach in the NFL. Really? You're going to learn. It's good for you. You get to learn with a five million dollar job or whatever. Uh, and he's, you know, again, the chief team, uh, the McCaffrey family, they want a stadium. So that means teams that want stadiums usually get the calls from the refs. I'm like, Josh, what are you talking about? Uh, well, refs have a fiduciary responsibility to make the league money. Might be unethical, but it's not illegal for them to make calls to give. It's going to make the NFL most money, money, right? Yeah, we could argue that point, but that's what I feel. And whether I'm right or wrong, the money's green. <laughs> it, it could be a whacked out conspiracy theory, but I've consistently won with it. So I'm going to stick to it. Uh, they have Warren, who used to be the Big Ten commissioner, is now the president of the Chicago Bears, uh, as he tries to get a new stadium in Chicago. Seven and a half. There's no clear edge either way. So that's you know, it's funny as they got them being exactly the same as the Giants on the big picture, and they're also seven and a half. So there's no like anomaly sitting there. Uh, I thought maybe you know you might be able to sneak them in at six and a half, and then I'd feel a little more comfortable. Um, I, I could see this team going seven and ten. I could see them going eight and nine or even nine and eight, depending on, you know, injuries and whatnot. Um, I, you know, I, I see bad things for green Bay this year. So, you know, you got a couple, but those are going to go into your built in four that you like to talk about. So I, I I don't know. I don't really excited either way at seven and a half to be honest with you. (laughs) I feel seven and 10, six and 11, 
maybe eight, nine, somewhere in there, six to eight range, and then, you know. You know, live in such a world, so hard to get guidance and this and that. Your hard earned money, if this is a clear edge, it does not make business. And like I said, I'm not excited over how they're, the two minute drill and, and uh, all these games are always coming with, you know, most of these games are going to be within a, a touchdown in the last three and a half, four and a half minutes left in the game. And if you don't have an offense that can really execute to get the ball downfield, kick that last minute field goal or put a, you know, score a touchdown when you're down by five, then you're, you're really damaging when you're doing this, the win loss things. It's one thing to be taking a point spread on an individual game, right? But it's a whole other thing when you're talking actual wins and losses. And for me, I'm not excited about it because I can see them way too easily going six and eleven or seven and ten, and that and and it just doesn't. If I I would lean under, but I'm not excited about it at all. They've been doing some good drafting though. I want to say, yeah. But that's not going to help them this year. It's going to help them next year. He's like Justin Fields. He has not won a big game. He lost in the playoffs in college. He hasn't proven he can be NFL defense. There's no way you can put your harder money in a lot of situations with Justin Fields and Chicago and the fact that, you know, it's going to take, like Adrian Rock saying, it's going to take a little while for the build, build depth. Because you don't have to do the cheap cards away. <laughs> They're not going to pay for a good linebacker, somebody uh, in free agency to be a back. So that's not going to happen. And like I said, I see a lot of close losses too because of the because of their, their issues. So I, I really do like, I would lean under if I was going to actually do it. But like maybe if I'm doing like some sort of crazy pick six, right. you know, parlay card, I would I would throw them on and under. Right. And we know we're parlay. Biggest way to lose money. What's the next one? <laughs> Especially a six or seven or eighteen parlay no, top card. You you always win six out of seven. You know, it's better. That's to after usually you know win five out of six than parlay and get nothing. You can't divide by zero. What's the next thing we're gonna look at? No. Uh, the Packers. Green Bay Packers. We get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Four. The Andy Reid Mafia is going to be in there. Adrian knows more about him than I do. Nothing that I read about him doing research excited me about the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, that he lives close to me, he lives a few miles away. Right. How is this team better than they were last year? Aaron <laughs> Rodgers there. Right, it's been more than a decade since you, you don't have a distraction of a guy hanging out in a uh, in a, having a in a in a heat TP or whatever the hell he was doing. Right. Uh, like you don't have these crazy distractions, but by the same token, how is the talent better on that club? Right. I just don't see it. I don't see it at all, and I don't see seven and a half. Honestly, I think this one. I really like the under on this one. Right. I just yeah. don't see it. I agree with that. Hundred percent under. And that's not my. It's not my my Packer anti-Packer bias in the <laughs> Right now, I should pull up that picture of the 
of the upset cheese head when uh, the 2013 Thanksgiving game, <laughs> who was talking a lot of smack to our kick. He, guys talking a lot of smack to our kick returner, Josh. I mean, come on. And then later in the game, after lighting them up, he's sitting there with his little cheese hat on. He's all just bitter Billy. And it was, uh, it was a great moment. Um, they deserve everything they get. Um, every time they came to San Diego, whether it was for the Super Bowl or to play the Chargers, they're an annoying group of fans. Some of the most annoying in the entire league. Um, that being the case, I- I'm talking money here. And I just, I don't know. I don't see it from this team. I don't, I just don't, I don't see it. Think about that last game of the year against the Lions. They had a chance to go to the playoffs. We had nothing to play for other than pride and went in there and bit their kneecaps off. I mean, it's, and this is not the, this team now is not as good as that team the last game of the year. So how is this team going to go? Eight wins, no chance. Mm-hmm. I don't There's see it. No chance. And it's a high, uh, high profile attorney, high profile agent. Ethan Rob can uh, equally argue both sides of a case with money. No involvement, no involved. So that's why we love Ethan Rob. And thank you so much for helping us out and making us money like you always do. It's in How you are. Very yeah, well, my love friend. Love it. It's all in fun, man. Life is short. Uh, next- I honestly think they have a big fan base, and that's why their numbers are as high right. as they are. They have I think a- they're one of those teams, <laughs> like you've talked about, Josh, about how they have certain teams have spiked numbers right. based on the on the betting the betting base. Because, you know, people bet Green Bay and they have a national problem. Huge. Huge. So what's the next team in the NFC North we're going to look at now? Vikings. Uh, O'Connell, right? He's he's really good, creative, uh, young head coach. It's a two-phone team by a corrupt Owner who anyone of us should be in jail. He's over there with that corruption um, in San Diego with the toll roads. Uh, corruption scheme there for stealing money from tax. Uh, you know, he got away with owing the IRS $20 million. So if I owed the IRS $20 million, I would be like Wesley Snipes in jail, right? Wesley the IRS to lose a million dollars, get five years in jail. Diggy Wolf, the owner of your rich, so the Vikings got nothing. Uh, cheap owner, but Tim O'Connell, like, man, he, he coached with McVay, and it's the same situation. There's going to be a middling team. He has a uh, overpriced quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and he's like the Ryan Sandberg type, where he's really good when they're down by runs, you know, against bad teams, he's really good. The first situation is really bad, right? Never won a playoff game. So, Minnesota at eight and a half. Uh, if you look at the measure of the man, corporate governance, I think O'Connell can get it at nine, but I wouldn't bet on it. I would never, I'm not putting my hard earned money on it. This is not a clear edge on that. If things could go south, bad. You know, like the defensive coordinator said, the game, solid guy. 
because you have a, a young head coach is a defensive coordinator who have been a position coach for 30 years. He's the chief defensive coordinator in the yeah, right? So, yeah, preponderance of the is more likely than not, Minnesota loses those games, especially on the road. Uh, bad in the second half, eight and a half wins, no clear right there. What do you think he's brought? Okay, this is uh, Kevin O'Connell, former fellow Aztec, a little biased, uh, and the Vikings, who I absolutely despise. Okay, last year they won an unbelievable amount of close games. I mean, it was ridiculous, right? Um, I don't have it up in front of me. I was just trying to pull it up, but. They won almost seemed like every week they were winning a game by less than a touchdown. Right. And at the last minute, I, I that's not going to happen again. They're going to come back to earth. Now, are they going to do eight, nine, 10, seven? Uh, I just think the Packers are in a world of hurt. I don't think the Bears are that good, like we talked about. You're talking. Three wins there for sure between those two. So you're already talking about your built-ins. Um I, I man, I tend to think they'll go nine and eight. Um it wouldn't surprise me if they go the other way. They still have Jefferson, they got cousins, and they got a and they got Hawkinson, don't forget, near the end of the year. So they have a strong passing game. I they're going to score points. I like the over, to be honest with you, at eight and a half. I like the over. I don't think they're going to win the division like everyone else and their mother. But um, I do think they can clear eight and a half. I think they're, I think they're a little bit better than that. Um, and, the reason, and the reason I hesitate, because last year, some uh, games got out of control in the second half. When they got into a shootout, so the coach was a defense coordinator. Are we going to get a shootout this game, or are we going to protect the defense, placing close to the best? Like the Indianapolis game would be a, a, a game that where things got out of control late. Uh, and that's it's not the problem for the defense coordinator. It's the fact that the ownership group does not want to pay for backups. So once your right. frontline players get hurt or something happens. Things can get out of control in that second half. And the defensive coordinator does not have answers, right? Does not have answers uh, that a big changer would have over there in Miami, right? He doesn't have answers when things aren't working. Well, the other reason why they're going to lose the division to the Lions is that the Lions head-to-head matchups own them. Go back and look through even when we were really, really crap. Uh, you know, that was the big win, <laughs> you know, at the last play of the game, yeah, yeah. you know, um, this is, that's the problem for them, you know, and they're, they're going to continue to lose to us. That's just about matchups. Yeah. Um, but look, Vegas thinks they're even money at the, to win the seventh spot, which means they're nine and eight, their numbers eight and a half. That's a, that's a coin toss. Right. Is that the kind of bet we really want to make? No. No. We're back into the whole parlay thing. If that's the case, I'm going to take a flyer and I'll take the right. over if I'm doing a six-teamer. But 
that's not enough to get me excited. No. Yeah, too many railroads. Just too many railroads will quit the Minnesota Vikings. Now, they're a dumb team. And like Chad, when he comes on, he'll be on next week with Scott. Uh, dumb teams, those games tend to go over if the field goal kickers are in a favorable environment. There's a controlled environment. Uh, so they say they're better, they're better plays. For those games. Yeah. FanDuel really likes FanDuel likes them going over. Just so you know. Because they're at minus 128 on that. Yeah. On that eight and a half. Meaning this, this advantage is they go under. My theory works out that things go south late in the season. Just and they could. They could. I haven't done a breakdown yeah. of their schedule yet, but I just think in general. Yeah, they're not going to win those close games like they did last year. So it's not going to be this, a repeat of that. And look what happened now the second half of the season, like you're saying. So. Didn't they get the backup quarterback from Detroit Boyle and then they got Hawkinson? That shows you the. I think I heard Boyle just got hurt, by the way. Okay. I thought I just saw somebody said, I think I saw that. Yeah. So it seems like they're paranoid about, uh, and they have a focus on the vision game. They, they picked up the, oh no, you know what it is? They picked up Blau in wow. order to learn our plays. And yeah. then they blew Blau out. <laughs> they blew Blau out. He's over in Arizona the last time I heard. I don't know if he's in a, if he made the squad or not. I haven't heard. I didn't go look at that yet. Back up uh, white quarterback for Detroit that starts with a B last day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Same guy. Except Blau's was in Blau's wife was in the Olympics. Oh, for right. Columbia. Awesome. Yeah, good deal. So, uh, the last thing we're going to look at is how we have the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a lot of hype this year. And I've been reading a lot about it. And I'm going to ask Adrian Rob, uh, is their hype legitimate? And you always have to be skeptical, like the Jets this year, of teams that were on hard knocks. People are just going to bet the teams that are on hard knocks. Like, I'm convinced. I don't know about that, but here's your 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. I missed by three players. Wow. I think I beat I think I beat all the beat writers. Right. Um, I, there were three surprise cuts. We already re-signed one of them right. um, because he wants to be there. Right. The defensive back Chase Lucas. Um he just re-signed again today to the practice squad. His agent said he had multiple other offers, but he wanted to be there. Right. Look, MCDC just talked about the fact that look, it's a 69-man roster. And that's the way they're viewing it because this practice squad now is 16 players, which is crazy. And and he's like, look, you're going to be here on this practice squad. You're going to play. It's a long season. Guys are going to get hurt. You're going to play. If you come here, you're going to play. And one thing that Campbell and Hughes have done, or Holmes have done, is change the culture. That is number one. We've talked about that since the first time you called me. This is about culture change. And it takes time. And now they're there. This team this year is very deep. 
very deep in all of the all the rooms. Um, wide receiver room, they only brought they only kept five guys because they know Williams is coming in after six games. Wow. Um, the most important thing, my I'm going to start with the most important point about the Lions this year. This team revolves around one player, one player only. And it's not going to be who you think. It's a Monra St. Brown. If he's out, I'm betting against him. If he's in, I'm betting with him. That's that's the take this year. Um, it is. I, I think that's been the way Zach W. You know, Rock around his pro, his dad was pro. He, you know, he knows how to read defenses from the by receiver position. He knows how to run his routes, precise routes. He, he's know. he he sat down with Cup. I mean, I'm sorry, he sat down with Goff originally, and they went over and broke down a lot of tape together. And Goff told him a lot of the tricks and things that Cup that they did together, and the things that Cup does. And he's the kid is a sponge. His father is a, um, as you know from Hard Knocks, is a champion bodybuilder. Right. You know, Mr. Olympian. Yeah. And he's instilled that work ethic. You know, it's it's famous, but it's it's really worth noting that St. Brown takes 202 passes off the jugs machine after every practice. Wow. Every day, he does 202. And he's been doing this since high school. Right. Because he his dad introduced him to some former player who said he takes 200, and he wanted to up that. This kid is so driven. I've never seen a person so driven as this kid. Man. And and he, he dropped one ball in preseason this year, and he lost his mind over it. So he was nicked up this past week. Um, he should be all good to go by the time the game comes around next week. Um, but without him, the offense lacked. Okay? When he went out against the Jags, the offense lacked. And so because of that, I'm taking that to the bank to say, you know what? He's really the main key. Right. Um, Goff is not going to – Goff hasn't thrown an interception in like nine games or something crazy. So that's not going to keep up. I expect, you know, what, maybe 15 picks this year, whatever it is, uh, just something normal. But – Goff is a really good ball controller. And Ben Johnson is a wizard. Um, the minute we traded TJ Hawkinson away, when apparently TJ Hawkinson was a lot a cancer in the locker room. And um, so they're like, okay, he's coming up on his final year of his deal. He's gonna want the moon. And so we're gonna blow him out right now. We don't need the cancer. We don't need if you don't want to be here, then you're gone. Right. The following like four weeks in a row, Goff threw touchdowns to like four different tight ends. It was crazy. He just, it it was a different tight end picking up a touchdown every week. Red zone, Goff likes to mix it. I mean, Ben Johnson, really. Ben Johnson likes to go to the tight ends. He likes to go to St. Brown. You know, um, the other very interesting thing about the Lion changes this year are in the backfield. Jamal Williams had a huge year. 
set the record for most touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. Um, broke Barry Sanders' record. Um, although Barry Sanders, you know, came out in goal line situations, but we won't say that to Jamal. Great guy. Right. But here's the knock. The Lions and Ben Johnson especially came out after one had a press conference after one of the games and, and was bitching and moaning about guys not being able to break tackles. Jamal Williams knock on him and Swift. These guys did not break any tackles. If they got touched, they went down. Montgomery is a bowling ball. He, he's never tackled on the first one. He always breaks a tackle. They love that. Okay? Jameer Gibbs makes people miss. The stuff that Sable said uh, or Dable said from uh, the Giants and then the, the Jags after the um, midweek scrimmages, they were blown away by this kid, Gibbs. And this kid is going to be used all over the place. Slot all the way wide, coming out of the backfield. They're going to use him in the passing game, and they're going to use him also on the run in very unique situations. He's just another weapon. Offensively, I see nothing but good things from this team. Unless, of course, St. Brown goes down, and then that kind of, you know, now you start getting into who is Goff really comfortable throwing to. He will then go to Khalif Raymond. He loves him. And Raymond fills in, can play both out wide, also plays in the slot. He's the backup to St. Brown for the slot. They also has very a lot of confidence in Josh Reynolds since the Ram days. Um, like Marvin Jones is back. Pardon? I like Josh Reynolds a lot. Yeah, and, and Goff has ultimate confidence in him, and that goes a long way. Uh, Marvin Jones is back. Apparently, some press had said he's not the same Marvin Jones as he was when he left. He's getting older, but he's another good possession guy. Um, I, I really like them on offense, like I said. But and Laporta is only they some people are listing him as the starter. I don't really see him as the starter. I see him more as a one B to Brock Wright. Um, because Brock Wright's a better blocker. But I think Laporta's gonna get his catches and and he's a solid kid. So offensively, I think the Lions are gonna continue what they've been doing. I don't see a lot of changes there um, other than improvement in breaking tackles from the running game and um, just a lot of focus on St. Brown. They lost Shark, but he was injured most of the year. Now, on defense, the problem with the Lions right now is still they have to prove to me they can stop the run outside of tackles. Inside, they had a lot of success inside during those two practice scrimmage weeks. Um, both the Giants and the Jags were not able to do anything inside the tackles, which is an improvement upon where they were last year. However, they they did seem to be still vulnerable running against the run outside. Um, I, I'm I'm concerned about that. They're still going to give up long runs to the running quarterbacks, these scrambling quarterbacks. You know the the Justin Fields. And the, you know, maybe a Jordan Love, um, Desmond Ritter, these type of guys, they're still going to create some havoc for against us. Um, so I still feel like, I still feel 
this team is bet the over and take the points. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year now that all the hype is going, all this, you know, everyone's in this hopium, uh, drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Uh, is Vegas going to lower the point spread and make it a little more tough to decide on the week-to-week games? That's what I'm worried about. I still feel over is the direction we're going until they can show me they can stop the run. The pass defense will be much improved with, um, I mean, they're so deep. They've kept seven pass rushers with Aiden Hutchinson leading the way. Um, They actually kept both Okwara brothers. So, uh, you know, they, they like the young linebackers. They drafted Campbell. He won't be a starter. It'll be it'll be Barnes, who finally the light bulb went on this spring training. So he's now going to be um, probably the starter at Mike. Um, they love Anzalone, who's a very smart player. Um, and the DBs, most importantly, is where Brad Holmes spent his money. He spent his money on CJ GJ, who's not who led the the league in interceptions last year as a safety, but they're playing him at nickel where Glenn and Campbell had him at the saints. And he's happy to do it. He enjoys playing the nickel. So it gives them flexibility. However, Brian branch has had a monster training camp and um, you're muted, Josh. Uh, Branch had this monster preseason. So now he is going to get a lot of reps at nickel, pushing CJGJ back into the safety position with Kirby Joseph, who is Mr. Mr. Aaron Rodgers, worst nightmare. And um, and they got Cam Sutton had a tremendous preseason. And Mosley today, they just announced, or yesterday at the cut day, that they're taking him off the pup. He's going to be active. Probably won't be back until probably third or fourth game. But the secondary is is just a completely different animal than it was last year with Akuda and um, uh, and Parker and um, uh, uh Body before that, Amani Arwarwe, who just got cut by the Giants. I mean, it is a it is a night and day secondary than what we've seen over the last few years. So, I I feel much more confident against the pass. I'm still worried about the outside run, and um, I still feel the over until they can prove to me that they can really stop. But I, we're going to continue to score points. So it's, I think it's a very similar type of thing. And people, the money's going on them against Kansas City. Spread move from seven to six and a half. So, uh, but I don't know. We haven't played any games. First team has not played. They've only played in those controlled scrimmages. We do know that Dan Campbell, in the beginning of the season, his guys come out. They will be motivated for that game. The question is, will they, will they overdo it in the beginning of it? Like bet the Lions in the first half and then bet the Chiefs in the second half. 
maybe that's the way to go on that first game. Uh, but I, I'm not. You know, Andy Reid again, salesman thing short term, right? Investment thing long term. So he he's like Shanahan, right? The same family, same tree. He played vanilla first six games of the season, trying to feel things out. However, in playing vanilla, if Andy Reid sees a clear edge for the second half, he'll he'll dial it up. He'll dial it right. up. Right, right, and that's kind of what I like. I like the I like the Lions coming out flying in the first half, and I like the Chiefs, you know, Andy Reid making those halftime adjustments and and Mahomes doing something in the second half. But by the same token, six halves a lot of points. Right. That's why I think this is the greatest podcast of all times. We have Rob making us money. If we don't have a clear edge on the Detroit game and message right back. Thank you for you know, it's always better to be lucky than good. So such a diamond jewel to have. The internet such a great knowledge. Uh, you know, you can't you can't pay enough money for it. And we're making money not just in the short term, midterm, but long term, because it's the patterns, the logic behind it, the hard work behind it. And man, I feel really excited about Detroit. So what do you what do you feel about the nine and a half? I like the over on the nine and a half, but I'm a I I I'm a Kool-Aid drinker. I'll for, admit it. For fun. Mel's gonna give us a three ones that are business decisions where there's a clear edge and it's a high probability. I think north of 70% that it's gonna happen. For fun, I'm going to put ten dollars on Detroit over because the corporate governance, right? Thinking as an MBA, Brad is lights out as a general manager. Uh, and he picked the right role and picked the right guy. Talk about measure of the man and personality and so on and so forth. He he picked the type of, you know, he imagined, right? Vision. Without vision, you got perish. So he had a vision of what he wanted for a head coach. And boom, Dan Campbell fit that. And Dan Campbell does a great job of doing that, of putting the team together, and he thinks about the trajectory of the season, right? First six games, feeling things out. Then the next game, then you got division games. Uh, so I like that, and I like the advantage now. You know, Thanksgiving now comes into play. That gives them, you know, that extra bye week type thing of sort of advantage. Then when you're thinking 10, 9, 10, you're looking over. Right, uh, so you, the point you made about Sam Browns is a variable. That's why maybe I don't have such a like. Uh, I wouldn't put more money on it because the Sam Browns always kind of hurt. He was always hurt at USC. I remember following him at USC. He was always hurt, but he's a great consummate pro, like you're saying. With you know his dad and still with him, great worth it. Aaron Glenn, worth the progress. What what kind of <laughs> yeah he made a great adjustments late in the season and man his general manager has his back like you just explained uh, fixing as much as he could the weakest part of the team last year which was second game just you know literally lost the game they so. literally have completely changed that secondary it's amazing and I still want to see them stop the run but. Uh, and then, like I said, I still I like the overs. And um, 
I like the I like the over nine and a half. I see it going nine and eight to possibly even eleven and six. Uh, yeah, if you go, it just depends. The mo, you know, the momentum, the momentum is so big in this. I I just hope they don't come out, get smoked in the opener, and then have to play. I think Seattle in the second one, and then shit goes sideways. So we hope that that's not the direction momentum wise. Hopefully they have a decent outing. And even if they lose a close game or if they were in it and whatever, they'll bounce back for their home opener against Seattle and set a tone. You know, I I've been saying all along, I think this opening game with Kansas city is a, is a statement opportunity for them. And, and MCDC knows that. So they'll definitely be prepared to come out and, He'll be he'll be biting their knee kneecaps. Let's put it that way. They'll they'll definitely come out that first half on fire. No, no, hundred percent. This is a good game, good team to do for because Kansas City can afford the loss and they're thinking long term, right? And then with Dan Campbell. Oh, and they're missing Jones. They're missing Jones. Yeah. That that's a crazy. That's an unbelievable thing going on right now with them. That's a gift. And I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't be concerned about if Dan Campbell has a plan when things go south to kind of bring the team back. I think that's one of his strengths. He did it last year. He did it last year, right? I mean, come on. One and six after the three and 13 and one season. It's like, oh, is he on the hot seat, this and that? And then it's, you know, he called out Goff. That game was that Bill Belichick game. That was the worst game of the year last year. It was a disaster. There were Goff had fumbles and picks, and he called him out. Post game press conference, flat out said, you know that that he told him, you know, you got to hold, you got to protect the ball. If you're not protecting the ball, you're not going to be here. And since then, I don't think he threw a pick. I mean, it's wild, wild how he pushed the right, pushed the right buttons with that kid, and that's what coaching really is. So. I, I'm very impressed with him. And obviously everyone's fired up over there. The, the place is completely sold out, uh, which is unheard of for there. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's one of the loudest places, believe it or not. I think people don't really realize because it's another, not a dome, but a big square. Oh, <laughs> uh, and um, it can get very loud in there. And I, I this team is, uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting season. Detroit, it's all about the journey, like my dad used to say. So I think the Lions are on that journey right now, and it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting year, and that's why people are putting their money there, and that's why Vegas, Vegas knows it. <laughs> so you always got to kind of respect Vegas, but. Uh, well, uh, man, again, invaluable information with uh, the Detroit Lions. Oh, and one more point. The nine and a half is minus one twenty two on FanDuel. It's not a minus one ten. Right. It's a minus one twenty two because they know they know it's going north of north of nine and a half. Yeah, I, I like the ten and seven. And uh, yeah, man, you know, life is hard, and it's better to be lucky than good. And I. You know, speaking to both of you, Mel, speaking to Mel individually, and speaking to, to Agent Robin individually, uh, thank you so much. I feel so privileged 
and appreciate you guys because both of you shared independently. I think this is a thread. But we're making money doing it. I've shared with me that you related to your father through sport. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it comes through in the podcast, and it comes through for you guys sharing your time with me. Um, you know, you guys are like family to me. I would do anything for you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Josh. As always, it's fun. Mel, take care there. And uh, I can't root for your Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Take care. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. And we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you get. Thank you for listening to the SSC podcast. That's why this one cost us $800. And that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shitting the work. That's why.